Welcome to a special edition of 1010 Thrive, part of our series, Jesus in Every Book of the Bible. Your Majesty, you summoned me? Yes, Ashpenaz. I wish to have a proclamation disseminated across the empire. Summon the scribes at once, my grace. This is my decree to all peoples, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth. Peace be multiplied to you. I thought it good to declare the signs and wonders that the Most High God has worked for me. How great are His signs and how mighty His wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and His dominion is from generation to generation. These are encouraging words. Could it be that the king has truly been converted? It is not for us to say. Indeed, he has had an encounter with the Almighty. But has his heart been changed? Elohim will be the judge. Who is that now? I will go and see. Chief Eunuch, what can we do for you? You have been summoned to the royal palace. You must go at once. We're coming with you. Belteshazzar, come in, come in, come in. I will not waste any time. I was at rest in my house and flourishing in my palace. I saw a dream which made me afraid, and the thoughts on my bed and the visions of my head troubled me. And so I commanded every wise man in Babylonia to appear in my court so they could explain the meaning of my dream. After they arrived, I told them my dream, but they were not able to say what it meant. Frankly, I don't know why I bother with them. Finally, I dismissed them all and sent for you. Not only are you the wisest of all advisors and counselors, but the holy gods have given you special powers to solve the most difficult mysteries. So listen to what I dreamed and tell me what it means. In my sleep, I saw a very tall tree in the center of the world. It grew stronger and higher until it reached to heaven and could be seen from anywhere on earth. It was covered with leaves and heavy with fruit, enough for all nations. Wild animals enjoyed its shade, birds nested in its branches, and all creatures on earth lived on its fruit. While I was in bed, having this vision, a holy angel came down from heaven and shouted, Chop down the tree and cut off its branches, strip off its leaves, and scatter its fruit. Make the animals leave its shade and send the birds flying from its branches, but leave its stump and roots in the ground, surrounded by grass and held by chains of iron and bronze. Make sure that this ruler lives like the animals out in the open fields, unprotected from the dew. Give him the mind of a wild animal for seven long years. This punishment is given at the command of the holy angels. It will show to all who live that God Most High controls all kingdoms and chooses for their rulers persons of humble birth. Belteshazzar, that was the dream that none of the wise men in my kingdom were able to understand. But I'm sure that you will understand what it means. Daniel hesitated for a moment, taking a deep breath and whispering a short prayer. He genuinely cared for Nebuchadnezzar and was clearly affected by the meaning of the dream. Your Majesty, I wish the dream had been against your enemies, but this is meant for you. You saw a tree that grew so big and strong that it reached up to heaven and could be seen from anywhere on earth. Its leaves were beautiful and it produced enough fruit for all living creatures. Animals lived in its shade, and birds nested in its branches. Your Majesty, that tree is you. Your glorious reputation has reached heaven, and your kingdom covers the earth. 
Then you saw a holy angel come down from heaven and say, Chop down the tree and destroy it, but leave its stump and roots in the ground, fastened there by a chain of iron and bronze. Let it stay for seven years out in the field with the wild animals, unprotected from the dew. Your Majesty, God Most High has sent you this message, and it means that you will be forced to live with the wild animals, far away from humans. You will eat grass like a wild animal and live outdoors for seven years, until you learn that God Most High controls all earthly kingdoms and chooses their rulers. But he has given orders not to disturb the stump and roots. This is to show that you will be king once again, after you learn that lesson. Your Majesty, please be willing to do what I say. Turn from your sins and start living right. Have mercy on those who are mistreated. Then all will go well with you for a long time. Seven years of hardship, driven mad, eating grass like a beast, preposterous. You paint a picture of a king weakened, his power diminished. But let me assure you, my Hebrew friend, my strength is as the cedar, my resolve as iron. For the sake of our friendship and for your years of loyal service, I will not punish you for this insolence. But mark my words, my reign will not be defined by your pronouncements of doom, but by the enduring glory of Babylon forged by my will and my might alone. About 12 months later, Nebuchadnezzar was walking on the flat roof of his royal palace and admiring the beautiful city of Babylon. Behold, Babylon, the crown jewel of the world, built by my hand, my vision, its glory shall echo through the ages. But even as the words left his lips, a tremor shook the ground, a low rumble emanating from the heavens. The sky darkened, an eerie wind whipping through the gardens, tearing at the king's gold-embroidered cloak. And then a voice spoke to him. Nebuchadnezzar, this kingdom is no longer yours. You will be forced to live with the wild animals away from people. For seven years you will eat grass as though you were an ox, until you learn that God, Most High, is in control of all earthly kingdoms, and that he is the one who chooses their rulers. The mighty ruler, once cloaked in pride and splendor, stood frozen, his boastful words still lingering in the air. In that moment, a power mightier than himself had spoken, and his world was about to change. The next morning, Queen Kashta walked into the throne room where Ashpenaz was making ready for the day's business. Ashpenaz, where is the king? Your Highness? The king, where is he? He did not come to the royal bedchamber last night. That's odd. I have not seen him all morning. I will dispatch the sentries to search for him. As the sun rose over the hanging gardens, casting a golden light across the empire of Babylon, the palace was abuzz with whispers and concern. The king had vanished, and with him, the steadfast certainty that had long governed the land. Ashpenaz, has there been any word? The kingdom cannot be without its king. The people grow anxious. Your Highness, the sentries have scoured the palace grounds and beyond. They report a most unusual sight in the fields beyond the city walls. What do they say? Speak. They found him, Your Highness, but not as we know him. The king. He roams the fields on all fours, his once majestic gaze now clouded and wild. <gasps> the prophecy. The words of the heavenly decree had come to pass. Nebuchadnezzar, the king who had built Babylon into a marvel of the world, now dwelled among the beasts, his reason stolen by the very pride that had raised him so high. And so it was, for seven long years, the king lived as less than a man. 
My husband lives like a wild animal. He eats grass and is unprotected from the dew. His hair has grown longer than eagle feathers, and his fingernails look like the claws of a bird. From time to time, God granted the king moments of lucidity. On one such occasion, he fell to his knees and cried out, I praise and honor God Most High. The God of the Hebrews lives forever, and his kingdom will never end. To him the nations are far less than nothing. God controls the stars in the sky and everyone on this earth. When God does something, we cannot change it or even ask why. After praising God, Nebuchadnezzar slowly rose to his feet. He could feel an increasing clarity of mind. He closed his eyes for a moment and when he opened them, he gasped because standing there before him was the Hebrew prophet, Daniel. Your Majesty, it is time for you to return to the palace. God has forgiven you, you have been healed, and your kingdom has been restored to you. Is this another dream? Are you an apparition? Has God truly been gracious and merciful to me? No, this isn't a dream, but your long nightmare is over. Three weeks later, the king stands before officials from throughout the empire and many of the subjects of the capital. Forgive me, my pride blinded me. I have learned a harsh lesson. The crowd, initially wary, falls silent. A new king stood before them, not of flesh and power, but of humility and repentance. Let Babylon be a beacon of wisdom, not just wealth. Remember, true power lies not in conquest, but in serving the divine. Tears streamed down his face, washing away the stains of his past. The sun breaks through the clouds, casting a hopeful light on the fallen king and his redeemed city.